Every single moment is an opportunity for our growth. As Viktor Frankl says, between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space, we have the power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. We have been created to evolve and change and grow. God dreams for us to grow into the truest versions of ourselves, learning to live from our heart rather than from our hurts and our fears. Although that sounds really nice, growing also involves being uncomfortable, which our egos do not like because it signals that we are not in control. Consciously or subconsciously, we work to minimize and sometimes try to eliminate the amount of time that we spend feeling uncomfortable and out of control. One of my favorite characters in our Bible is not a person, but a place, the wilderness. The stories of our Bible are filled with symbolism. The wilderness symbolizes any experience in which we are uncomfortable and out of control. Anyone who's journeyed in the wilderness knows that, at least initially, it is a very unsettling space. Easy answers are not readily available, neither is there a big sign that says exit this way. The wilderness forces us to rumble around with ourselves, humble ourselves, get honest with ourselves, and eventually feel our way out. Because easy learning does not bring strong skills, some of our most meaningful growth happens out in the wilderness. Out in the wilderness, we find space. And in that space, we find the power to choose, and in our choices, we can discover our growth and our freedom. In this morning's gospel, John the Baptist appears, guess where? out in the wilderness. The Gospel of Mark is both the earliest and the shortest of our four Gospels. There's no Christmas story here. There's no description of Jesus' birth. Mark begins with these words about John out in the wilderness, and he doesn't say a whole lot more than that. The Gospel of Luke is where we're able to fill in John the Baptist's backstory. It turns out that John is the son of Elizabeth and Zechariah, an older couple who have been unable to conceive a child. Zechariah is one day visited by an angel, Gabriel, who tells Zechariah that he and Elizabeth will soon welcome a son. Zechariah is so stunned by this news that he is struck mute. He loses his ability to speak for the next 40 verses, that is the duration of Elizabeth's pregnancy, until the moment that they name their child, John. The Gospel of Luke tells us one other important detail about this family, that Zechariah is a priest in the temple, and that Elizabeth's family tree is full of priests. John the Baptist is what we call a PK. He's a priest's kid. 
His lineage includes priests on both sides of his family. They are representative of institutional religion. In our lingo, they are the church. John the Baptist, this priest's kid, is raised in a comfortable social class. He is steeped in the culture of his dad's temple, but he grows up and distances himself from all of it. He doesn't dress like a priest or eat like a priest or live like a priest. Instead, John teaches that the temple is not the only place that you can find God. There are some things about God, John preaches, that the institution cannot teach you. There are some things that you can only discover from out in the wilderness. And yet, because it is an innately unsettling place, many of us work really hard to minimize the amount of time that we spend in the wilderness. We don't like the way it makes us feel when we're out of control. The wilderness is a hard space to stand in for any prolonged amount of time, especially if you don't know when you'll get to leave. At the same time, science tells us that our brains are highly active, updating our knowledge of the world. So when we seek to avoid the wilderness or when we try to pretend as if we're not there, when in fact we are, we are also squandering and cutting short an opportunity to learn, grow, broaden our understanding. John the Baptist, Jesus, all of these great spiritual seekers understood that as scary as it might seem, uncertainty is something positive because it gives us space for deliberation. We are on the edge of what we know, which is exactly where we thrive and grow. The wilderness is a space of possibility where learning can occur. Out in the wilderness, we're not able to cling to what we already know. It takes great humility to admit what we do not know. I recently encountered two analogies that describe knowledge. One is that people who are highly intolerant of uncertainty treat knowledge like a rock that they have to hold and defend. The other approach is to tend to knowledge as a tapestry, which is ever-changing and developing. The strength of a tapestry is its mutability, its ability to evolve and change and grow. The researcher Maggie Jackson says it this way, that you want your surgeon to have great expertise, but also be willing to deliberate and admit what she does not know, rather than put herself on a pedestal and pretend as if she knows everything. Jackson points out that that word expert comes from the Latin to try. We grow and deepen our understanding when we try new things which involves making the very humble acknowledgement that we do not know everything already. One of the keys to our spiritual growth is rethinking our attitude towards wilderness. Not as a place to be afraid of and avoid, but as a new frontier that invites us to engage in threshold work. 
The Irish priest and poet John O'Donohue writes, there can be no growth if we do not remain open and vulnerable to what's new and different. I've never seen anyone take a risk for growth that was not rewarded a thousand times over. This morning, John the Baptist invites us to risk embracing the wilderness, trusting that it will provide space for us to make choices which will reward us 1,000 times over by leading us towards our growth and our freedom. In the name of God, amen.